It is Wednesday. That can mean only one thing in your evening. The Employment Hour back here, 416-870-6400, star 640. On sell is the number. You've got uh, questions about your severance. You've just lost your job, just concerned, plain about your workplace. Give us a call. Take your calls right till 8 o'clock tonight. Again, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. A lot of stuff to talk to and about tonight, brother. We'll catch up on some emails. That address, by the way, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. And as we sit here and chat, you can check out the severance pay calculator. We'll dip into that in more detail. And as always, we like to start week with the uh, the week that was, man. That's right. We'll start off with uh, talking about employment law, John, as, as we always do. And, and we want to inform people about their rights. And, you know, we have this... Uh, we're fortunate to have this uh, vehicle here, the uh, the Employment Hour show, to uh, allow us to talk to people and uh, uh, eliminate some of those misconceptions that are out there so that people know the truth, their, their rights. It's, these are important things, and I want you to call us on the show now if you have any questions. We're here till 8 o'clock to answer those questions. Don't be shy. Don't be bashful. We really do want to help. And to get us all warmed up and fuzzy and, and, and just ready to, to go, let me talk about a couple of situations uh, that I saw over the past uh, few days. Uh, first situation, John, is a, is a story about a retail store. It's a, a retail store that's operated for many years uh, with, with the same employees. Employees work there in a, in a smaller town. Uh, it's been a good, good relationship. People uh, made a good living working at that store. The store was profitable. Uh, it was kind of a, a, a pillar of the community there, and uh, things were going well. Except what happened is sometimes these things happen. The owner decided that he's going to retire, and he sold the business to someone else. Someone else bought the business. Well, things changed drastically. Specifically, John, the new owner felt that employment laws do not apply to him. So no more overtime was paid at all. Uh, hours of work were changed and increased without notice. Uh, uh, statutory holiday pay sometimes was paid, sometimes was not. And, you know, the work environment really just became, uh, you know, a much, much more different, more of a poison work environment. Well, one of these employees, who happened to be the store manager, at some point stood up to the employer and said, well, we can't continue working this way. Uh, you know, you ha- there's obligations you have. We have terms of employment. There's laws here, overtime, hours of work, uh, statutory holiday, etc. Well, what does this employer uh, do, John, but turn, uh, turns around and terminate this employee? <laughs> well, she calls me. And she wants to know, well, what happens now? Uh, I was let go. I was trying to stand up to this bad employer and help my coworkers. What do I do and what can I do? So, John, you know, this is a situation that makes me really shake my head. This employer uh, should absolutely know much, much better. First of all, he's not above the law. All employers have to comply with the law, big, small, or otherwise, with respect to all these matters we've talked about, hours of work, overtime, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, the fact that she tried to enforce those rights and was fired because of it, now that's a reprisal. It's illegal to let someone go because they, they're trying to stand up for their employment law rights. So not only has she been wrongfully dismissed, there's a reprisal here. And guess what? When I take legal action against this employer uh, and on behalf of this employee, everything that this employer has done illegally is going to come out to light and he's going to have a rude awakening when now he's going to have to pay potentially a lot of entitlements to a lot of employees 
Uh, and it's just a very bad situation for this employer. So the message for employers, of course, out there is remember, you have to comply with the law. And you don't know what the law is. You have to uh, to, to get that information. Call me uh, or call someone for, uh, to get that information and be informed so that you don't find yourself in a bad situation. And, of course, for employees, remember, you have rights. You have good entitlements. And you cannot legally be fired for standing up for yourself. Any questions, any concerns, call me. And, of course, I'm going to be working with this employee over the next few weeks to make sure that she gets everything she's, owe, she's owed and that the, uh, this employee has what's uh, coming to him uh, uh, that, that that's resolved as well. The last time he does that, I bet. Uh, what else you got going on? <laughs> so the other matter I'll tell you uh, about, John, involved uh, a gentleman that worked uh, shift work uh, for, for years and always worked the same uh, day shift. Sometimes the shift may have changed slightly in terms of hours, but usually this, uh, always uh, a day shift. Well, uh, a few weeks ago, the employer comes to him and says, from now on, we want you to work one shift a week, night shift. Uh, and maybe sometimes one time, sometimes twice, it's going to be the night shift. So we're going to change things around for you. Unfortunately for this gentleman, he doesn't want to do it. He actually can't. He has family obligations. And he tells his employer, I'm not going to do it. Employer schedules him anyway. So says, you're, you're, you have, I don't care what you say, you're still being scheduled uh, to work the night shift. Well, when the employee doesn't show up, he gets fired, except the employer says, you've resigned. By not showing up to work on the night shift, you've resigned. And that's when he calls me. Well, of course, John, that is not a resignation. The employer did not have a right to impose a night shift. He cannot change the terms of employment in such a way. If you work day shift, that's a big deal to be changed mm -hmm. to the night shift. So this employee was well within his rights not to show up to work on that night shift. So when he was fired, that's what it was. He was fired, and that's a without cause termination. He's owed full severance. It's a five-year employee, so he's looking at six, seven, as much as eight months' pay. So remember, your employer can't change the terms of your employment, and you do have a right to say no. Any questions, any concerns, you always give me a call. You bet, and we'll uh, take our first break of the night. The number 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. We'll get right to your calls, and lots more of the Employment Hour coming right up. Talk Radio, AM 640. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. We'll get to your calls. Hang in there. Naz, good evening. How are you? Hi, good evening. Thanks for taking me on. I uh, appreciate it. Uh, my, my, my problem is uh, there is an intersection of quite a few things in my life right now. The context is uh, a lot of domestic violence and abuse. Uh, secondly, uh, I work for my husband, and he hasn't paid me employment pay for about a year and he also is incorporated, so shareholder funds for non-voting shareholders, me and two kids were declared, but not paid. Right now he's saying there's no money, and uh, I'm looking at perhaps uh, going for spousal support. So uh, my question is, I know, because I got in for a minute the last three weeks ago, but I was only able to talk to you for a minute. Um, you said I could potentially get severance pay and ask for the employment pay that's pending. Uh, if I'm doing this all uh, like doing the uh, personal injury, doing my spousal support, and looking for my employment pay and potentially severance. And what is the best timing from the employment law perspective? Do I do it ahead of time? Uh, do I do it all at once? Uh, does it get included so, in so the spousal support? Yeah. Th there's a lot of issues that you've raised there. And, and yeah. it's probably not something that I want to tackle on the air because I'm not going to be able to do it justice. Uh, okay. th there's a lot of things to talk about, a lot of questions that I'm going to have to get some history. So I, I don't want to do you some injustice by trying to cram something into 30 seconds. So here's what okay. I want you to do. Let's take our time so we can discuss this properly. 
I want you to call me in the office tomorrow. I'm in tomorrow all day. Let's talk about this. Let's sit down and take as long as we need to so I can help you. Give me a call then, and, and you know, I, I really do want to help you, and, and more than I can do on air right now. Now, is that number 1-855-821-5900? Again, 1-855-821-5900. And uh, Je- Jessica, good evening. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? All right, good. What's, uh, what's your concern? So I work for, just to give you some context, I work for a law firm affiliated with a large big four firm, and they've decided that our support staff, previously paid by the internal services, since they're more than 50% client-facing, they have to be paid by our law firm instead. So they're changing their job title. Um, they're now law clerk instead of like a you know support staff. Um, they're receiving a little bit more responsibility, like drafting. Um, but the problem with this is that they're losing. Oh, we lost our calls back, Jessica. We, we ju- that, that was getting interesting. John, how are you next? Hi, how are you? Good, pal. What's going on? Well, in that scenario that Lior was... Um talking about earlier, I have an accountant that's somewhat like that. I'm a manager for the company, and I have been saying that, um, like, overtime isn't just, like, the salary person still gets paid overtime if they work over 50 hours. She says, well, well they, they actually don't. get overtime, uh, John, if they work more than 44 hours, so it's not just exactly. 50, over 44 hours, yeah. Yeah, exactly, and that's the. But she says no. The labor law, like she interprets it incorrectly. Um, right. She says managers, like we uh, get basically forced to work stat holidays, and says, oh, you don't get another holiday off in lieu of, or even the extra. And I'm not sure about the extra hours managers uh, put in if they get compensated with um, uh, a day off in lieu of mm-hmm. that. I'm not really sure of. Um, so, but, yeah, go ahead, John. But it's with her, with this uh, specific account, it's no, they don't get paid for it. They are to do this job, and that's all they get. No matter what other days they work, they don't get paid for it. And I have been fighting this woman for a good year now. Now, for me, I don't care, but my employees deserve to get paid for what they do. And also, well, I'm not yeah. sure how legal this is. She charges, like, uh, if the employee has to pay for something, like, let's say we have a gas card, and the gas card doesn't work, and the employee puts in gas out of their pocket, and she'll take a $5 admin fee for cutting them a check. Yeah, wow. You know, here's what I propose, John. You know, I mean, obviously you're a good guy. You want to do what's right. You want to make sure that the employees have their, their rights protected. And, and it's quite possible that the owner wants to do what's right as well. She's just misinformed. So here's what we could do. Why don't we have a conference call, the three of us, you, myself, and her, uh, and, and we can chat about this, and I can give her some perspective and some thoughts and, and also tell her what the risks are of doing things illegally. Again, it's not about beating her over the head. It's just about informing her so that she knows what her obligations are and then avoids getting into trouble later on. So why don't we suggest to her no charge. We'll just do a a three-way call, uh, and and, uh, let's try to get this uh, resolved that way. How does that sound, John? I would love something like that because I was calling to see which forms do I have to fill out with Mm -hmm. the labor board to get them in there and say, no, this is the way it is. Well, I think this is the, probably the best way. Let's have a chat, and, and hopefully that will be enough to kind of get her on board with what her obligations are. I'm happy to do it. Call me in the office. Uh, we'll set it up right away. John, that number again, one 821 5900 And, Jessica, you're back. 
Yeah, sorry, I got right. the call dropped. Stick around this time. So what? Uh, continue. How are you? What's going on? Okay, so their increased responsibilities, different mm-hmm. change in a job title. They're lo- they're no longer eligible for a pension unless they become a manager. Um, with the staff level that they're now at, it it affects the typical annual salary and bonus that they receive. They're now at a lower percentile of what they are eligible to get. So all of this, um, they're told in the letter that it's not a promotion. Um, So I'm just wondering, can you change someone's job that much and take away some of the benefits that they previously had? Um, They also currently get paid between the 37.5 and 44. They get paid regular hours. Um, With this new job switch, they only get paid if they go over 44. They get the time and a half. Right, I understand. So, Jessica, here's the thing. The, the, the answer to your specific question, can they do this legally, is easy. No, they cannot. An, okay. an employer is not allowed to change terms of employment in such a way. You know, you, you take all these changes. You know, there may be a bunch of smaller changes, but combined, of course, it, it's a significant thing. Mm-hmm. Now, they can't do it, but in order for the employee to do something about it, they may have to be prepared to, to leave their job. This is what we refer to as a constructive dismissal, which means the employees affected may have the right to treat their employment as being terminated and then leave with full severance. So even though they're not allowed to do this, there's really no legal mechanism to stop them from doing it. The only legal mechanism available allows the employee to say, no, I am not going to accept these changes and I'm going to leave with severance. So ultimately, those employees that are affected are going to have to make a decision, which is whether it's better for them to continue working under these new terms or to leave with full severance. Now, that decision has to be made very quickly. They can't continue working for a few months and then decide they don't like it. They have to make that decision very quickly, and that's going to have to be an individual decision. And any of those affected, if they want to know more, they can give me a call. Um, they have the. They want them to sign agreements by, I believe, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Is this something okay. where they should not sign it before they make the decision, or can they sign it well, and then decide? Yeah, if they sign it, it it's going to usually be too late in, in most cases. I, I want to see exactly what the agreements say, but I don't suggest that they sign anything without speaking to me. Take the time. Nothing bad can happen to them. I'd like to speak to these individuals if they're interested as soon as possible. Jessica, give you that number, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Have them call Lior as soon as you can. Lots more coming up. If you want to call through, we've got open lines. Talk to us right till 8 o'clock tonight, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Lots more of the Employment Hour. The Employment Hour, yeah, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Diamond Dave, how are you, pal? What's going on? Hey, Dave. Hello. Hey. Hello, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. What's going on with you? I'm working at a camp, and uh, I'm putting in 14 to 16 hours a day. Uh, I'm expected to work four weeks through summer, seven days a week. I'm on salary. I don't get paid any extra for working uh, statutory holidays. And the hours are killing me. I'm 14 to 16 hours. And I've already yeah. lost 30 pounds. It's Holy cow. They give me a house. That's part of my deal. And now they're like, bugging me because I'm not getting enough done. And I'm one guy. I'm 28 buildings, 500 acres. Jeez. And I'm, I'm wow. just, I'm actually. How long have you been doing this for? Seven years. Holy cow. All right. Well, 
you know, you have to decide ultimately, Dave, what's what's best for you. Is it to to continue working and try to struggle through this, or to say enough is enough and leave? In this case, with severance. And after seven years, you're obviously going to be owed some severance. Uh, how old are you, Dave? Um, fifty-three. Well, you're looking about eight months, nine months severance. You know, somewhere in that range. So uh, that's what you'd be looking at here. I, I mean, I, I can't ultimately make your employer. Uh, no, no, you know, I, I realize that. You, you, my, you know main question, I mean? my main question is like, I just had to dress down the other day in the office, yeah. which believe me, made me want to just walk out, but you got to be smart. But if they decide sure. to fire me, how's that work when they supply me with a house? I'm, they fire me and then I'm gone, right. no home? So, so obviously, mm-hmm. legally speaking, yeah, they would have to do one of two things, Dave. Either to allow you to continue in the home for the severance period, let's say it's eight months for the eight-month period, or to compensate you for that value. So if to to rent a similar home would cost you 800 bucks a month, I don't know, I'm just using a number, yeah. they'd have to tack that on to the severance. So yes, that, that because the house is part of your compensation, that has to be accounted for as part of the severance. So they can't just say, well, now you're, you're without a house. So if they fire you, that's what happens. If you've had enough and you say, I can't do this anymore, because obviously they're violating your rights in in several respects, you're absolutely able to leave with severance. We call this a constructive dismissal. I mentioned that earlier. So it's your decision whether you wait it out or you want to deal with this right now. If you want to deal with this right now, because it literally sounds like it's killing you, uh, you give me a call and let's let's do it and let's talk about exactly how we're going to get you out of there and and how we're going to get you the compensation as soon as as quickly as we can. All right. All right. Appreciate that, uh, Dave. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Please give Leora a call. Uh, indeed, Tony. Good evening. Hi. Good evening. How are you? Good. What's going on? Okay, I've got some questions. I'm totally confused on commission sales and what uh, mm-hmm. the employees. Uh, uh, rights are or what the management rights are. Uh, I had a friend of mine and I kind of coerced her to, to go work for a large uh, retailer uh, in furniture sales and uh, now I'm, things have really changed from when I used to work there years ago. Apparently, like, what is, how far back can they go to uh, to take back commission when you've earned it? Let's say a deal gets cancelled. Are there any rules to that? Uh, let's say like two months down the road all of a sudden, uh, the, the products don't come in, the goods don't come in, does the salesman lose, can they lose their commission? Is there a minimum wage that, that they're, uh, you know, that they uh, have to make by law? Like, how are they covered in the commission basis? Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's a great question. So, so in this case, the employer actually pays out the commission before they get the money from their client? Well, usually what we're, what uh, what happens is if the okay, the client, uh, the, sorry, the customer pays in full, and he's expecting the furniture at a certain date, let's say, right? right. Now, all of a sudden, it's two months, three months down the road, and the, the furniture hasn't come in. So now the customer cancels. The uh, salesperson has, you know, has, has, you know, paid this, spent this money, and then it's taken back from them. You know, I would I would say something else. If the salesperson has done everything uh, he's supposed to do to get the deal, and it's uh, right. some sort of a uh, error on someone else's part, or or someone else dropped the ball, 
Uh, I don't think the salesperson should get dinged at all. The employer should get to get its stuff in order to make sure that it's able to meet the obligations to its customer. And the salesperson that did the deal where the client actually paid money, no, I don't think that the salesperson should be dinged at all. Whether it's uh, you know it happened last week or six months ago, I don't think they should get dinged at all. And if they get dinged, well, that's a problem. That, 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 that's illegal. An employer can't do that, can't take money that the employee has otherwise earned. Uh, that, that's, that's a violation of the Employment Standards Act. That could be a constructive dismissal. So in that situation, the employee certainly has a lot of rights, uh, uh, definitely, really? uh, Tony. Really? Yeah. Because, you know what, it's an epidemic, in, unfortunately, in, in you know, furniture sales. I mean, that's like that status quo. Like, the employees have grown to accept that. As if that's, you know, part of, part of their, you know, part of their, the, the risk of employment, right? And it's sad, but it, like, it, like, it wasn't like that when I worked there years ago. There used to be, you know, a bit of a limitation, but now, like, they, they just go back as far as, like, you know. And now, unfortunately, with a lot of the products coming in from offshore, like, be, you know, uh, being imported, right? So, you know, there's all kinds of uh, dates, you know, that aren't being met to the consumer, and unfortunately, the poor salespeople are having to suffer. So, Tony, here's what I'm going to say. If, if anyone wants to discuss this with me because they, they don't accept that, they don't want to be in that situation anymore, have them give me a call. Let me try to help them and get them out of that bad situation. And uh, I think you'd be doing them a, a good service if you told them to give me a call. Lots of your calls. Bring them through. In the meantime, while you're waiting, severancepaycalculator.com. Find out exactly what your severance should be, the correct dollar amount. Uh, Arish, hello. How are you? Hi. I'm good, thanks. I've got a couple of questions for uh, Mr. Shampiro. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the first question is, uh, I work at a production facility, and uh, the production facility next month will be uh, closing for a week for maintenance, and uh, they are forcing everyone to take uh, that week as their vacation time. Also, uh, the second question is, uh, the companies force everyone to book their vacation time uh, uh, till June 1st, like they've made, they forced everyone to make their bookings for the whole year. So I just wanted to know if they were within their rights hmm. to do that. So an employer does have a right to schedule vacation. Now, that said, if this is a new thing, so if they've never done this before, uh, that, that could be something that's, you know, it's a big deal enough because we all schedule vacations when we want and now if we have to change our whole plans because my employer says I have to take vacation, uh, you know, next week. Then, then that could in and of itself potentially rise to the level of a constructive dismissal. It's a close one. Usually an employer can change uh, vacation or, or sorry, can schedule it. But if they've never done it before, it's a problem. If someone really feels strongly that they would be would rather leave their job than continue working, then let me talk to them uh, and see if that could rise to the level of a constructive dismissal. It's not an obvious one, mm-hmm. uh, Irish. It's not necessarily a big enough change, but in some situations it could be. So if someone w- is willing to leave uh, as long as they get severance, I'm, I'd be happy to talk to them. Okay. Uh, for the for the first question, sorry, the facility will be closing for a week, and basically everyone is forced to take vacation time. Yeah. That sorry, that was the answer for the first one. Yes. Okay. For the second question, the question was that they basically forced everyone to book their vacation by June first. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that uh, is that okay or? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's an administrative thing. I don't really have a, a big problem with that. I, I I wouldn't see anything wrong with that. I wish they could do that. Yes. Appreciate the call, Rish. Got uh, Vince on the line. Hey, Vince, how are you? Good. Uh, thank you. I just have a couple of questions. My first question is, um, I work in sales, and uh, we we're based on salary and commission. Now, my question is, if, uh, if they want to let me, let me go, 
do I, when they give me a severance, do they, do they put my salary and my commission to consideration? Absolutely. Great question, Vince. Yes, absolutely. This is very important for anyone that gets commission. When you are let go, your severance is based on your average earnings. So if you earn, let's say, an average 50,000 base salary and 50,000 commissions, just as an example, then your severance is going to be based on $100,000. So yes, you do get your commissions for your severance period. And, and one thing to remember, oftentimes employers get this wrong. I had a situation earlier this week where the person uh, was, was let go and the company didn't include commissions or bonuses as part of their severance. That's wrong. So if you're let go, Vince, commissions are included. Okay. My last question, thank you. The last question was, I'm also in a position where being in sales, I have to collect money. If a customer doesn't pay within terms, they come after me, uh, they, they ask me to go out. Now, in an instance where I get paid prior to that, my company gets paid. If that company were to go belly up, that I'm, that I'm, let's say my client goes belly up, uh, can they come after me for my commission based on the amount that's still outstanding after I've been paid for it? Uh, so, so you get paid and the company does not end up getting paid? Now, what happens is I get paid every month my commission, and they yeah. wait and they wait on their thirty day, let's say thirty day terms with the client to get their money. I get paid regardless in advance. So after it's billed, I get paid. And then they have to they send up the invoice, and the customer has to pay within 30 days. What happens is at times some companies may have a job that goes uh, sour, and yeah. uh, it could actually put them into position, which very rarely happens, but it does, where it's a big amount, and all of a sudden the company folds because they they lost a job, they got they went bankrupt. Right. Can I they come it. after me for the commission based on what was given to me on the remaining balance. So let's say there's $100,000 remaining, mm -hmm. and they gave me my commission on that, and they went belly yes, up. Yes, I understand. Yeah. Do I get that? As, as, long, as, long as, the, as long as your employer has clean hands, as long as your employer didn't do anything to kind of you know, screw things up, then yes, hypothetically speaking, they could uh, demand that the commission be paid because technically speaking, they paid commission on, on money that they never got, and it's not their fault that they didn't get the money. So yes, they, they could well, potentially demand that the money be paid back to them. Absolutely. Well, here, well here's the catch-22, right, in that scenario. And that's why I'm questioning it. At the end of the day, they make the final decision on to take this job or not, right? I, I don't right. make that call. So let's say that they they take that responsibility and it does go sour. They can still, isn't it their responsibility? Like you've taken it upon yourself to to take the chance on this client and it went sour. Why is you know? Do you see where I'm coming with that? Like they, yeah, they, but but you know, in, because you're on commission, you, you get to share in the reward. Uh, you know, they take it on. You, it's a great deal. You make money. You share in the reward, but you also share in the risk. That's the thing about being on commission. Uh, whenever you know, you, you may be putting in work and not get paid for it if the deal doesn't actually end up happening. So yes, and if they don't get paid, then but you did get paid, they may be able to demand that money back. Yes. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. Hey Steve, good evening. How are you? Not bad, thanks. Great show. Thanks, man. What's going on? Listen, uh, I work for Sears Canada, and I guess everybody's heard what's going on mm -hmm. uh, in receivership there kind of thing. Yep. Uh, we've all received letters regarding um, that our severance packages have been severed off. They're no longer paying for it until this receivership is on. Uh, my question to you is, once it's lifted, are we entitled back to our packages and our benefits? It, it, it 
Yeah, the the short answer is probably not okay because it's still going to be covered by uh, by the by the Sears uh, proceedings. Now the court is going to issue an order as to what happens uh, with with the existing liability. So you and the other people that are losing their job or they lost their jobs are considered an existing liabilities, and those are going to be dealt with as part of the uh, of the creditor protection proceedings. So it's very likely and and, and quite quite likely that no it's not going to change the status you're not necessarily going to say well now the protection is lifted they're out of it now we can pursue this matter so this is you know it's really all bad unfortunately this for Sears employees this thing a company can do i got I i'm agree. a 35 year uh, wow. senior in a company two year yeah. severance package four months into the thing and i think this liability they had it all planned out anyway so you were let go several months ago, and yeah. two-year severance package, and you were getting paid, and everything's fine, and now they've t- sent you a letter saying, we're going to stop paying you. That's right, right on the spot. Incredible, man. Incredible. And not I mean, only I, that, I thought, the retirees, I thought that's going to happen. Yeah. The retirees themselves have been retired now for 10 years of losing all their health and dental, Yeah. Uh, all their other benefits. Uh, we also losing uh, 15, uh, 19% on our pension. Yes. Uh, like, is there it, any recall that us employees can do this in legislation? Yeah, you know, like- it, it's been killing me, Steve. I've been getting calls every single day, several times a day from, from Sears employees, existing and former, and, and, and I have no answers for you because, unfortunately, uh, Sears is under this blanket of protection, which means you can't do anything to them. And as a practical matter, no, you and, and the other Sears employees, current and former uh, are, are left holding the bag. It's terrible. Well, it's one of the bills? worst things that I've seen. <laughs> exactly. How do, you, how do you pay your bills? Exactly. You your I, bills? Know, like, I, I know. Mean, I know. You know, two years. I'm almost 59 years old. There's no way I'm going to find employment that fast. I hear you, man. I hear you, and I wish I could do something for you. I really, really, really do. Unfortunately, I can't. No one can. It's a terrible situation, and I, I wish you the very best. And I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for you and everyone else. Jason, before break, how are you? Hey, good. Thanks for taking my call, guys. No worries. Go ahead. So um, I'm a public uh, public service employee, and uh, I'm part of a union. So I tried the severance pay calculator, and it doesn't work for un- for union guys. But um, right. was what my question was: if I go to a management job and say yep. somewhere down the line uh, I lose my job, uh, would a severance be calculated from the time I became part of the management, or will they consider the time that I start from when I was a union guy? Excellent question, and the answer is it, it counts from when you were a union guy. So all service counts. So if you were three years as a, as a union member and then you were two years as a manager, a non-union, then you're a five-year employee. So when you get your severance, is based it's based on that. So all time counts for severance, but you don't get severance unless at the time of termination you are out of the union. Does that make sense? Ah, uh, yeah. So you have to be out of the – you can't be a union member when you're terminated. Okay? Right, right. It has to be part of uh, the staff or non-union. Yeah. Exactly. But if you, if you are, then the time with the union does count. Absolutely. Okay. That's great. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Jace. Thank Let you. me uh, – you know, let's squeeze Frank in here quick before we go. Frank, uh, what's going on, pal? I had uh, operations that I received short-term disability for uh, four weeks off, solid month. It was approved. Everything Okay. I went back to work and they told me that I, they gave me a letter saying, uh, you've been a bad boy, you've used your seven emergency days. Hmm. Um, I said, well, I didn't. 
I, I haven't I taken any time off. Well, it becomes short-term disability. It's part of it. No, it's emergency leave, short-term disability. So they're telling me your emergency leave gets fucked up in the short-term disability. Yes, it, it does, Frank, but it's, it's meaningless. At the end of the day, you can be off as long as you need to be off, uh, as long as the doctor supports it. Whether you're on short-term disability, long-term disability, maybe you don't even have a disability plan. If your doctor says you can't work because you have, a, you have a medical condition, you have a disability, you can't be penalized for it, okay? You can't be penalized for it. So the whole emergency leave issue, it, it doesn't really apply in situations where you're legitimately sick and the doctor uh, says so because you, some people can be off for two years or even longer. If they penalize you in any way because of that, not to mention let you go because you had a medical condition, not only is that a wrongful dismissal, that's illegal, that's a human rights violation. So, so don't don't be intimidated. And if they push you on this, you give me a call and I'll take care of it. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Short break. Back to more of your phone calls here in the last few minutes of the Wednesday night edition of the Employment Hour. Talk radio, AM 640. Hey, you got a couple of minutes to squeeze in if you want to ask Leora a question. Other than that, we uh, reconvene on the weekend. Of course, the Monday night show, 7 o'clock as well here at the Employment Hour. So let's get into it uh, for the first time. Severance pay calculator. I mentioned it a few times. Haven't got to the details. That's right, uh, John. Thank you. And the severance pay calculator, as the name suggests, you know, we try to make the name uh, obvious. Mm-hmm. Calculate severance tells you how much severance you are owed. And, you know, you may not have just lost your job. Maybe you're just curious. A lot of us uh, may be curious. Hey, I, you know, I'm happy in my job. Things are going well. But what would happen if they let me go? How much am I owed? Is it going to be a week's pay, 24 months pay, or something in between? Well, you go to severancepaycalculator.com. It's free, it's anonymous, it takes a few seconds, and you find out right there how much severance you are owed. Very, very simple, very effective, and it's a great tool to have in your back pocket if you did lose your job. Whether the company says you did something wrong, whether the company lets you go because of a restructuring, use the severance calculator. Inform yourself, educate yourself as to what you're owed. Severancepaycalculator.com, the first place you go to if you lost your job. Even though tens of thousands of people have used it to uh, with much much success, you know there's going to be those who try it now and call you and say, man, I got this offer in front of me. They said eight weeks. Your calculator said eight months. You got a bug in the system. Yeah, for sure. You, you must have meant weeks instead of months, right. Lior. No, and, and by the way, I get at least one email a week saying that to me. Uh, absolutely not. No, I didn't mean to say weeks instead of months. It is what it is. It is accurate. It is completely accurate. It's just what the law says. A lot of people have misconceptions. They believe they only get a week's pay for every year of service. Guess what? That is wrong, wrong, wrong. Use the calculator. Whatever the result is there, you can take to the bank. It's what the law says you should have, severancepaycalculator.com. And that week or two weeks a year really is a reflection of the uh, labor board, right? That's what everybody calls. Well, yeah, it, because the Labor Board, the Ministry of Labor, can only advise people with respect to their minimum entitlements, which is a small fraction, a small portion of their full entitlements. That's not what you're owed. You're owed a lot more than that. That's why you go to the calculator. we got about uh, literally a minute. Mike, what's your question? Quickly. Hi, my girlfriend was a bank teller, and uh, she had some anxiety issues. She ended up uh, taking short-term disability. Uh, they kept asking for more supporting evidence, more supporting mm-hmm. evidence, until basically they told her that she was refusing to go back to work. And they wrote that she quit on her T4. This was about two years ago. Well, do you know exactly when it was? Because right now we're, we're at the end of June 2017. When was it exactly? 
I, I would say it would be around when, well, after her short-term disability ended, it, it, it ended in September, I believe it was 2012, and they gave her a termination in May 2013. Then, unfortunately, she's out of time. If it was 2013, there's a two-year limitation period. She absolutely could have done something about that. That was a wrongful dismissal. Unfortunately, Mike, she's out of time. Mike, uh, appreciate the call. Until next time, uh, you want to get a hold of Lior, it's really simple. Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. The number, 1-855-821-5900. And, of course, like we just covered, severancepaycalculator.com. Till next time, the Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM640.